Hello and welcome to the Sportsway Podcast. It's your two hosts, Fitz Kerrigan and Christian And Christian Mott. I hope going to California. Um, just in Christian's backyard making a podcast. So if you want to, if you want to uh, check his podcast out, it's a little, it was inconsistent during the school year, but since it's summer, we've been making a little bit more on his. It's called the Sports View Podcast. And type in wherever you got your podcast, the, the Sports View instead of just Sports View. Like mine is just sports way for that. So, um, yeah, with that, let's get right into CJ's Needle Stat of the Night. Presented by no one. So we are at CJ's Needle Stat of the Night. Uh, we give you real stats and interesting things um, about what happened uh, instead of what us, uh, what TNT does of just like fishing, which is kind of weird. For CJ's need us to, EJ's need us to out of the night. But anyway, um, as much as it pains me to say for this stat, um, as it comes at the cost of the Clippers, the Suns won at a score of 85, I believe. 84. 80, sorry, 84 to 80. It was a nail biter down the stretch. But the stat is that that was the lowest scoring win, win um, of, a, of a team winning um of this of this season regular season or playoffs um so it was definitely a low scoring game it reminded me like i said on my podcast sports view podcast i just finished the episode with fitz on there like i said on there um it reminded me of like a WNBA game just like the scoring like there were four minutes straight with no team scoring a basket so no one could buy a basket. It was definitely tense as a Clippers fan me watching as there was another stat, uh, as uh, Scott Van Pelt pointed out, there was 12 shots that the Clippers took where they could have uh, gone up when yeah. the score was 71-70. They missed 12 shots. 0 for 12. 0 for when 12. Could, when, take, when could have taken the lead. Yeah, when they could have taken, taken the lead. So that's just not good. I think um, there's still hope for the Clippers if Kawhi comes back. Uh, maybe just try to steal steal one more, and Kawhi maybe can come back if not game five, game six. That's mm-hmm. best-case scenario. Hopefully he's not out for the rest of the year. But, you know, a definitely frustrating one uh, as, as game three was also frustrating loss as well. But, you know, that's, that's what happens um, to all fans, you know, if it's – Fitz has to deal with that as a Packers fan. <laughs> so for that what? concludes for what them always losing in the postseason. That 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 <laughs> that that's true. I'm that's not I'm, I'm not gonna lie that 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 pain that pains that pains me a little bit. You yeah. just broke my spirit. So that concludes CJ's Nito stat of the night, presented by no one, and um, Fitz's fantasy. Is coming up. Fitness Fantasy is bro. Um, Fitz, you should do your cool intros. Those are actually good. You should do like Fitz's Fantasy. I can do that. Fitz's Fantasy presented by no one, which Fitness Fantasy happens to be from Suns game tonight. Chris Paul uh, nailing free throws at the end of the game to close the deal for the Suns as they went on to beat the Clippers. 84 to 80 in uh in LA to it's never easy to win on the road for that matter um 
you just got they came out, they played with intensity, and they they played they played Suns basketball, and that's just not easy to see. But I mean, it was it was a close call. Booker fouled out with 105 to go in the fourth. Christian, did you think they had a chance once Booker fouled out, or do you think it's like oh, um, they're probably they're probably gonna just ice it? For the, the, the are you, do you think I? Sorry, can you clarify a bit? Do you think I thought the Clippers had a chance? Yeah, after okay. Booker fouled out, do you think the Clippers had a chance, or do you think they were the Sun? Do you think the Suns had it in the bag? Oh no, I, I never thought the Suns had it in the bag at any point in the game, even when they were down sixteen. Uh, I knew the Clipper th- that runs happened in the Up NBA. 16? Up yeah. 16? Well, the Clippers were down sixteen. Yeah. Well, runs happen in the NBA frequently, and you know you can never go get down on your team for just being down a bit. Uh, as we saw earlier, uh, earlier in the uh, playoffs, the Clippers uh, were down 25 to the Jazz, and they came back. So you know you can never, you can never give up. Um, and it was close. I feel like the Clippers, it would the Booker fouling out deal would have definitely played more into a factor if um, he could he would have fouled out earlier. It just when he fouled out, there was like a minute left, so they didn't really like it wasn't much time to like it for it to really matter. As pretty much when the Clippers got the ball, they just fouled Paul George every time. So that's pretty much all that happened on the offense. And Paul George fouled out. When Devin Booker fouled out. Yeah, then Paul George fouled out, like, in the last, like, 10 seconds, which, you know, just adds insult to injury. But, you know, tough one. Um, I think looking back, you know, maybe if the Clippers could have attacked Devin Booker a bit more because I believe he still had, like, five fouls. Like, even, like, halfway through the fourth quarter, it just took them a long time to get that sixth foul. So, if they could have tried to, like, make Devin Booker foul out with a little bit more time left, it would have been a bit easier for the victory. I think they would have pulled it out, but they just – they just book, it took way too long for Booker to foul out. And by then, it was just a free throws game. So, those games are – that's tough to win when you're – when it's just coming down to free throws and – Chris Paul, they they did a, the Suns did a good job of getting it into Chris Paul, their best free throw shooter, and he he just made like four straight free throws, or I believe he did miss one, but he made the he made the ones that counted, he, the, the ones yeah, that he they really one. needed. Yeah, he made the ones that they really needed, and it was tough to see, but you know those those games happen. Okay, that concludes Fitz's fantasy, and uh, Fitz's fantasy <laughs> presented by no one. And um, let's talk a little bit about the Suns and then a little bit about the Bucks. We really don't have much to talk about tonight. Um, we talked, we covered a lot last night about the Bucks. But, uh, Christian, if you're the Bucks, you're on the road, you're going to Atlanta where you don't know where it could happen. How do you come in and play with, like, how do you come out and play and get off to a good start on the road? Well, if I was Chris Middleton, well, looking at a Bucks perspective, for the Bucks, I think, um, especially if I was Chris Middleton as well, I'd really try to come out and make a statement here, as he's not been playing very good. I think this is, I think this next game is really going to be Chris Middleton's game. I think he should, he's going to come out early and he's going to really score and he's going to show that he is an All Star and that he is, um, he he can do good and he can help his teammates out. I think Chris Middleton is definitely going to do way better. I think the Bucks. Uh, just need to keep looking at film, keep making improvements. They especially need 
one part of film while you look at what things you did wrong. Another part of film is looking at what you did right. And the Bucks did real, real, real good on defense in game two against Trey Young. They need to look at what they did right and make sure they do those same things um, for game three. Because if you shut down uh, uh, Trey Young, you pretty much shut down the whole team because the team just runs straight through Trey Young. He helps uh, get other players going, gets passes to them. So if, and he scored. He's a good scorer too, but he wasn't into game two because the Bucks shut him down. So I think the focus is Trey Young, and um, I think the Bucks. It's definitely going to be harder because we're going into the going into Atlanta. But you know, the Bucks know can, can handle happen. the challenge. The Bucks mm-hmm. can handle the challenge. It's a hopefully they can ring the bell. Um, if, yeah, but um, I mean. You want to see the best from your team if you're uh, – but what does Atlanta have to do to get off to a good start at home? And, like, how do they do that? Do they feed off the crowd's energy? Do they come out and play strong? Like, what do they do to uh, get into the game? Definitely you need the crowd is momentum, too. You're playing in your home stands. Like, what I've heard multiple announcers say um, and multiple uh, comments be pointing out, um, it's just when you're in your home court and you're in your own home city and you get to sleep in your own bed, you just feel a little more relaxed. So that's also one of the benefits of being home. You know, you get to sleep in your own home as the Hawks do. So, you know, it just relieves, relieves a bit more of stress. And I think, you know, when you're in a, when you're in your home, yeah, that's, that's what happens. So I think now towards, uh, what they need to do, I think, that, uh, if I was Trey Young's teammates, especially John Collins, I know Trey Young did come out after the game and said that 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 one was on him. But I don't. I, but looking from the outside, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think uh, the Hawks' teammates need to step up. Trey Young's teammates need to step up. Uh, Bogey has not really done much this playoffs, or at, or at least this series. John Collins did pretty poor, only scoring eleven points. He he can do much better than that. So I think. They they need to show the tenacity, uh, the the drive for for victory. Not just Trey Young. Obviously, we know Trey what Trey Young can bring. He scored forty eight against the Bucks. He did have a bad game. Don't expect a bad game from him uh, for Game Three. But I think the Hawks, the bo- Bogey, Kevin Herter, uh, John Collins, they are the ones that need to step up and help him. Daniel Gallinari can get a bucket. I think they should. Nate McMillan should put him in more. So. I think it's definitely going to be a, a close game. I wouldn't be surprised, maybe even if it's an overtime game. I think the Hawks are going to learn from what they did. Like, as I said earlier, they got to look at the film, see what they did wrong. Also look at, back at game one, see what they did right, and try to do that moving forward and learn from their mistakes. Try to just get a little bit better every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing um, for the Hawks. But um... – you you lose by twenty five. Uh, just on the Hawks, just a one word. As I is either yes or no. Does your perspective change on the Hawks if um with the way they played in game two? Does your perspective change on the Hawks? Where it depends on it, like their perspective. Like, can they win or the, can they lose? What one word answer? Yes or no? What do you think? Does it change the Hawks' momentum as they just lost a horrific game two? How, how does that change? Does it change your perspective or not? A one-word answer? I'd say no. Okay. Um, Can I elaborate? Yeah. 
the the Hawks have been underdogs this whole playoff series. No one expected them to make it past the Knicks. No, definitely no one expected them to make it past the 76ers. The Hawks are the underdogs, and they have embraced that mentality. And they're the, one loss is not just gonna is not gonna throw them off their game. They're gonna go back to their game, and they're gonna play their hearts out in Game Three. If you haven't seen the episode yet, check out my episode. That is the underdog is a fighter. Um, Trying to get that one a little bit more plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, the underdog is a fighter. It's a very good episode. I feel like um, it gives a lot of description on the underdogs in these playoff series. Um, a Milwaukee upsetting Brooklyn and uh, Atlanta upsetting Philadelphia. So, uh, um, I think that's going to be it. Christian, do you have anything to add? Well, are we going to be? Are we going to talk any more about the Suns Clippers, or is that are we ending it with that? With we, the Bucks? we pretty we pretty much talked about the Suns and the Clippers in okay. uh, our needle stead of the night in our fantasy. So okay, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, we will not be doing a podcast tomorrow. I'm traveling home, and then wait, are you sure? Yeah, I'm I'm traveling home tomorrow. Um, what time is the Bucks game? Uh, Bucks game, I, I think it's like six or five, five thirty or six, um, something between them. Um, so I'll probably be able to watch an hour before I have to go to the airport. Um, thank, thank you guys so much for your support, and um, I will not no podcast tomorrow, but I'll we'll be looking for more podcasts in the future. So I'm Fitz Kerrigan. That's Christian Mott. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks.